everybody. When you hear that music, yes, Sarebob Bob on Spotify, on Apple iTunes, on SoundCloud, Facebook, and soon a web page on the lighter side of baseball with Jamie Gretzky. And yes, I am pumped up. Pitchers and catchers have reported. The rest of the squads are due in Monday. My, game, my bet is they're all there. And uh, what a contrast to last March when they shut down spring training and told everybody to uh, work by themselves, go home, do whatever, don't catch COVID. Uh, that didn't work so well. They tightened up their drill on the COVID and uh, they you know, played 60 games, had a World Series and made a little money. Players made good money. And uh, so anyway, uh, we are gonna have Craig Kashan as promised in a little while. Looking forward to talking to Craig about a little bit of Brewer baseball. The Brewers have been pretty active here in the last couple of days on putting together their 2021 roster. And uh, the Cubs are kind of straggling along. They got another hometown guy. It's, uh, as I said last time, the hometown guys are coming back. I look for Brawny to sign with the Brewers here pretty quick. And uh, we'll talk to Craig about that, see what the prospects are for Ryan Braun re-upping with the Brewers. Jake Arietta's back. I mean, everybody's back with the Cubs except Dick Ellsworth. Now, John Lester's gone. There's a lot of criticism of, do you keep Lester and, uh, instead of Arietta? Uh, I like the Arietta deal. I mean, I wouldn't mind a lefty, but kind of got tired of the pickoff drill. Kind of got tired of, you know, eh, nobody gets tired of Lester. He's a hero. Won the World Series. Oh, man, keep watching highlights of MLB uh, Network Baseball. It's pretty exciting. Uh, I think the Cubs, if, if you had to ask me what the biggest mistake was, it was not signing Jason Hayward. And then you go, well, yeah, but look at what he did in St. Louis. And I don't care. The guy was, you go, we go. That was his nickname. And they went when he went. And now he is with Joe Madden. And I mean, how in the world can the Angels keep putting all of this together and not win? Come on, Joe. This is your year. Let's go. So there's some fun deals out there, some fun stories out there. I'm looking forward to it. I continue to scour the uh, topics of the day, and there are quite a few of them. I mean, you've got the upcoming labor unrest, which is going to be ugly next year. You've got COVID. You've got fans in the stands in Arizona, even though Arizona asked them not to come. And you've got some uh, major trades going on. You've got some good free agent signings, and there just are not a lot of free agents left on the market. They kind of uh, drizzled along in January, and that's fine. You know, it's a, it's a good thing. Odorizzi is still around. Boy, there's a guy. He's been traded about 85 times <laughs> in his career, and he's a pretty good fifth starter. So whoever needs a fifth starter, uh, you know, might as well sign with the Cubs. They've got about 12 mediocre starters and then Jake and Kyle. Uh, although I like Zach Davies, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to be pessimistic, trying to be up to me, upbeat. I'm pumped. Pitchers and catchers trying to get my last vaccination and head to Arizona, see some baseball. Could happen. Number one, they're letting people in. Number two, reading conflicting information on Moderna, which I had, and I'm waiving any and all uh, privacy rights I have to HIPAA. Uh, I got one shot, and in two more weeks I get the second. And I have heard 92% uh, 
rate for two weeks after the first shot. Now, who knows? You know, now they're talking about this variant, that variant. If I get another shot, I've done all I can do. You know, that's it. I'm going to reassess the last year of hibernation and get out. You know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about trips that I didn't take last year that I might take this year. And in that, um, I, I definitely want to complete. Here, here we go. I want to complete the Central Division tours. Okay, I want to pick out the ballparks that I have yet to go to that are in the Central Division before they get rid of the Central Division of each league. So, for example, the Central Division of the American League, there are two places that I have not been. One is uh, the new ballpark at Detroit, Comerica Field, or whatever it's called now. I have not been to that ballpark. And the uh, other ballpark I haven't been to in the Central Division is Target Field. So those are easy trips to make. I can get over there pretty easily. I can even work in the uh, Wisconsin Woodchucks and see some of that. So that's going to be pretty cool. I, I'm, I'm pumped about that. So on the Central Division of the National League, now I have not been to... Pittsburgh, tops on my list. I have not been to Cincinnati, tops on my list. Well, I guess, can you have two things that are tops on the list? I think you can. I have been to Milwaukee a lot. I've been to St. Louis a lot. I've been to Wrigley Field a lot. <laughs> so there are my trips. If I can do that this year, and I encourage anybody that wants to go, contact me on my uh, uh, webpage for the lighter side of baseball, which we are still in the process of putting together. It'll be done in a month. I promise. I promise. It'll be done in a month. By opening day, April 1st, April Fool's Day, 2021, fans in some stands, I will get my itinerary organized so that I go to, uh, you know, Pittsburgh and Cincy. They ought to be closer together, but they're not that close. But I'm going to do that. I'd like to maybe even go to Philadelphia, branch off into the Eastern League and the Eastern or the NL East. I haven't been to Atlanta. Uh, I haven't been to the Marlins' new ballpark. I haven't been to the Mets or the uh, boy. I haven't been to anywhere but the Nationals. Okay, let's stick with. Let's keep your thoughts on. So, Cincy, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, Detroit. All I can do that. I can handle that easily. Then we'll branch out. Maybe next year. Who knows? But it's gonna be. A fun year if they can just keep, you know, it's interesting, and I'm going to talk to Craig about this. It's interesting to see the attitude towards COVID, uh, and I attribute a lot of this to the NFL. The NFL uh, did not do the bubble. They did not shut down the league. They played their full course of games with the exception of the preseason games. And they had, for the most part, pretty relatively COVID problem-free season. They, everybody played all the games. I don't think anybody forfeited a game. I don't think they eliminated a game. And the playoffs went off without a hitch until the Super Bowl when Kansas City Chiefs laid a friggin' egg, all because Fisher tore his Achilles tendon on his last game as a Kansas City Chief. He's now a free agent. I don't know what the Chiefs 
will do if I were the Chiefs. I would put a franchise tag on that boy and let him come back. That's what I would do. Now, we have uh, the contrast between the NFL and what baseball did last year. Now, baseball seems to be going the way of the NFL, and by that I mean they're opening spring training. You know, the guys ain't wearing masks while they're out on the field. I'm telling you that, at least in the videos that I've seen. Maybe they will later. Um, you know, at the beginning of January, MLB, uh, Mighty Man Fred the Wonder Dog, played hardball uh, with the MLBPA. But after they all played hardball and they didn't chicken out, they all then chickened out. And by that I mean... Seven inning doubleheaders, starting a guy on second base, and that is the extent of the agreement so far. No DH in the National League has been agreed on so far. No expansion of teams in the playoffs. But here's a pretty feeble prediction. My feeble prediction is this. There will be expanded playoffs next year, and who will get in and who will not get in, who knows. There were 16 teams out of 30. That's more than, you know, do the math. <laughs> That's more than 50%. And of those 50%, here are the teams. The Dodgers, they're going to get in again. The Reds, probably not. The Braves, they're going to get in again. The Cubs, I don't think so. The Marlins, I don't think so. The Brewers, mm, probably not. Padres, definitely. The Cards, definitely. The Rays, close call. The White Sox, definitely. The Twins, maybe. The Yankees, maybe. The Astros, maybe. The Jays, maybe. The Athletics, maybe. The Boy, there are a lot of maybes in the, National, in the American League. You had the Rays, you had the White Sox, you had the Twins, the Yankees, Astros, Jays. Athletics and Indians, of those, man, who's the shoe in? The White Sox, the Twins, that's it. It's going to be interesting. I'm rooting for the Angels to go a little further than one game or two games. I'm rooting for the uh, White Sox to go all the way. Be pretty cool. Cubs, Sox, World Series, I love it. That's going to be pretty exciting to watch all year. And uh, hopefully the Royals have come out and told me that uh, in April – there's going to be a lottery for seats. Now, I've already paid over two years. I, they've got my money. And now they're telling me I can't sit in my seats, that fans will be socially distanced. They're going to allow a certain number of fans in. And you then go online, I guess, and battle the other 2,000 people to sit somewhere close to your season ticket. Totally, absolutely, 100% crazy. I don't know what the option is or the alternative is, but it sucks. Anyway, that's my point. What would you expect me to be upbeat about it? No way. No way. So we got that. We're going to have a fun show with uh, with Craig, man. I mean, every show with Craig is good. And then, and then after Craig, uh, over the next week or two, we've got John Wathen coming back, Duke, the former manager of the Omaha Royals. He had some other things on his uh, pedigree. But what a great guy. I'm looking forward to that because the Royals are a little bit exciting. Uh, got me a little bit excited this year for your Kansas City Royals, for you folks that are Kansas City people. My Padre guys, oh, my God, I should lead with the Padres. I mean, 
Here's what every owner ought to do, and shame on you owners for not doing what Tampa or what doing San Diego guys. They're in a small market, quote unquote. Whatever a small market is, there is nothing small about any market in baseball anymore. Give me a break. Anyway, the Padres are just going crazy, and the craziest deal of all, they just signed Fernando Tatis, i got to make a note of this, talk to Craig about this, to a 14-year, the longest contract ever, 14 years, uh, and Bryce Harper money, 340, something like that. You do the math, I can't, I don't have my calculator handy, but because of uh, 14 years, man, they got Machado, they got Darvish, they got Snell they signed a contract with, they got... Uh, Musgrove, they've got they've got Tatis, they've got uh, Hosmer, Meyer. They're, they're spending a ton. Now I don't see how they stay under the uh, uh, luxury tax threshold, but guys on ESPN say they'll be around 160, a little high for what they can generate. But come on, <laughs> if you can't if you can't put together a team, then get up way and give way to somebody who can. Okay. I'm tired of this small market crap. I mean, the Royals now are one of the six teams that have uh, the biggest playoff drought in the world, and they went to the playoffs in the World Series two years in a row. So how do you have a, how do you then have a drought? Well, because you tanked your team. Totally, and the Cubs are right there with them. Why they have not signed a long-term contract with Baez, Contreras, Bryant? You got me hanging. You know, it's like Rick is hurting for money. I don't think so. So anyway, these are some of the things we're going to get. We're going to get Craig on the phone. We're going to talk about that. And when we come back from this break, we'll have the shining uh, fun time of talking to none other than the voice of the Bucks and the Brewers, Craig Kishan. So enjoy the music if Tyler's ready to put some music on. And uh, we'll be back. music before. I did a little intro, and uh, we are just a few minutes away from Craig Kishan joining the program and talking a little bit of spring training baseball. Yeah, it's February. Pitchers and catchers are down in Arizona and in Florida, and uh, we are waiting for Craig Aru to join, and uh, it'll be exciting when he does pick up the phone, pick up his Zoom call, pick up whatever he's picking up, walk the dogs, and be ready to roll. There's nothing more fun than talking to Craig, and he's pumped. We have a great opportunity to talk a little baseball, and, uh, you know, it looks like the season's going to go, and uh, that'll be pretty doggone thrilling from my standpoint. So we'll find out what plans Craig has with respect to broadcasting, what the uh, uh, protocol is going to be, if he's going to still stay in the uh, uh, home stadium and do the games from remote, hopefully not. And uh, try to come up with something funny on the lighter side of baseball, because on the lighter side of baseball, we try to be light. We try to be fun, and I think we will. So uh, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, uh, as I promised before, but now I really promise, we will have uh, my good buddy, Craig Kishan, and uh, we'll talk some baseball. So that's it. Stay tuned. 
you know, if you have to go cook a fried egg, cook a fried egg. Ain't going to be playing golf if you're in the Midwest. Oh, my God. There's snow everywhere. Chicago, Kansas City, Dallas, snow, no golf. So all you can do is listen to On the Lighter Side of Baseball. And uh, we will be back in a flash. And we're back on the Lighter Side of Baseball with my good buddy, Craig Kashan. Craig's working a busy schedule with the Milwaukee Bucks and getting in a little baseball activity here. And I'm excited to talk baseball with guys actually throwing in Arizona. What do you think, Craig? How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing very well. Thanks. I, I'd love to be in Arizona right now watching those guys throw. I don't know if I'll get there, but um, uh, it, it's great to have them back. I'm glad they worked something out. And, and I think too, with uh, fans being allowed to, um, go to the training sites now and, and have availability to go to games. I, I think we're uh, hopefully in a good spot where it seems like things are getting back to normal. How about that reversal? You know, Maricopa County sends a letter saying, hey, uh, mighty man for the Wonder Dog, we don't really want you here till a month from now. And all of a sudden, not that that had any political control, but all of a sudden they go from uh, being disinvited to letting, I don't know, a couple thousand people in the games maybe? Yeah, well, I mean, it's all about money for for those uh, municipalities, right? So, hey, buddy, that's uh, that's the uh, never thought I'd say that, did you? Oh, uh, no, it's all about <laughs> money. But luckily, I stole I stole your line. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the race for the bag of money. That's great. Speaking of bag of money, what do you think about Tatis? Oh my! Oh my God, God. dude, um, that that could not have floored me more, uh, and. And the great thing about it is, I don't care what show you watched or what show you listened to, um, what former manager or what former great player, everybody was surprised by that. Every single person was surprised by that. Unbelievable. $340 million to a 22-year-old who's played uh, less than a full season of games in the major leagues. 14-year deal. I didn't have a chance to go back and look at how many at-bats the guys had in the major leagues, but it's got to be less than 300, doesn't it? Well, I think his games, his games, I think are 143 if I saw right. So, you know, you can do whatever math on that is. I'm sure he didn't get, you know, four at-bats in his early games, uh, but um, he played in all 60 last year in the, in the playoff games as well. So it, it's crazy, but you know, I, I think the interesting thing about that is um, we've seen teams and I don't know how much uh, the teams that you follow, you know, the Cubs and uh, maybe the, the Royals have a little bit more. Uh, some of the, the quote unquote smaller market type teams will um, do what the Brewers have been doing the last few years. They're going to see uh, that they have the young talent that's in their early 20s and and just flat out buy out their arbitration years and then give them years beyond that. And, um, but the, I mean, we're just in an era now where arbitration numbers are way higher than they used to be. And then your potential, your earning potential after that, if you stay at a high rate is enormous. So they're just making sure these guys are still around, you know, after this 14 year contract that he signed, he'll still only be 36 years old, which means he ain't done playing necessarily. Right. Dude, 
He's going to be Casper the Ghost, man, vaporized. He ain't going to be around, after <laughs> that, you know, somewhere between 200 million and 300 million. He's checking out to the Riviera. I mean, <laughs> by, by the time by the time his camp, contract's over, there could be a junior junior. He could have yeah. he could have uh, Tatis Junior Junior coming up. You know, That's right. Another 16 years. Uh, the Cubs signed some kid. I think he was 14 uh, out of the Dominican, and they're you know. Maybe he was 16. I don't know. But, you know, uh, the guy has had less than 600 ABs in the major leagues. He has uh, a, a cumulative average of 301 because his rookie year he hit 317. Last year he hit 277. Now, having said that, I think besides the shock of giving anybody – anybody that kind of money for that kind of time uh number one bryce harper wants to renegotiate his contract machado is going to strike he's saying wait a minute how's this kid do that i want 20 years and 600 million or i'm not going to play that's a joke he didn't yes say that. i know but there's no more small market team you can't say you broadcast for a small market team anymore uh antanasio can't say oh i'm a small market guy i gotta be smarter than this that's all a bunch of, uh, and you've heard me say that a million times, but it, but now the San Diego Padres get Snell, Darvish, Tatis, Machado, uh, Hosmer, Meyer, uh, Musgrove, and on and on and on. And they're still estimated to be 30 or 40 million below the luxury tax. So you yeah. tell me, why can't the Royals... Why can't the Brewers, why can't, you know, and they go, well, you know, they need to be in the 130 to 150 and, and put another 6,000 butts in the fan, in the stands, you know, blah, 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 blah. If you can't put out 150 million per year, sell the team, just sell it. They're guys like Cohen that'll play. If you pay 4 million for the Mets, you'll pay a uh, billion, <laughs> 2 billion for the, the brewers and take your big profit and go, I don't know. It's just frustrating, but God, it's early. I can't be bagging on everything yet, buddy. Cause it's good to see you and you're pumped. Tell me about the brewers. Well, I, I just wanted to have one final thought on, on your, your deal. You can uh, have two, two or three. You can keep talking. Well, I mean, I, I think, I think it's, I'm not a businessman. You're, you're probably far more of a businessman than, than I am. But market size is market size. I mean, it has nothing to do with it's not only uh, it's not self-inclusive to just sports. It's it's the same whether you are you have any entertainment television show in any market across the country. Prices are different based on your audience and your demand, blah, blah, blah. So there's that. But. <laughs> okay. In San Diego, San Diego of all places it signed the first two players to the same team to $300 million contracts. The Dodgers have never done it. The Yankees have never done it. The Cubs have never done it. It ends up in San Diego. So it begs all of your questions and no one has answers to that. I mean, there, there just isn't a good answer to that. Well, here's the, the answer. If, if and, and again, they would never say this to Boris. They wouldn't say it to the MLBPA. 
and it, it flies in the face of your point. And I understand if you're in the Cape Cod League, the market's the market. If you're in the Continental Basketball Association, yeah, the market's the market. If you're in the NFL, the NBA, NHL, or Major League Baseball, there is no distinction between the markets other than the fantasy that the owners want to create so that they don't have to go out and spend the money that they ought to be spending on their team. So I, you know, and San Diego is a perfect, who is this owner? Where did he, how can Ricketts say, Oh, I, I got to lower the, I got to get payroll off the books when Ameritrade's going full bore, his daddy's donating gazillions of dollars to a former president and here the San Diego guy comes out and does, as you said, and I didn't realize this because Craig comes up with all this great stuff that nobody ever really realized, like your Or cares about. No, no, no. Your <laughs> statistic about Hank Aaron and he, his favorite home run, and that was cool. I don't want you to think I don't listen to our podcast because I listen to these. Uh, they crack me up. Now they, <laughs> well, know, you have a headset on. You have a headset on and I don't, so I know you listen. <laughs> and I've got these beats. Now, I don't have all the gizmos that Nelly had. Nelly led the league in stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm still drinking his wine. And uh, I tell you, the problem with some of Nelly's wine now is the corks are kind of getting old because, you know, some of this wine is old. I opened up, I and I, you know, I've never heard of uh, this stuff. I've heard of Seaver's wine. I go and I Google the wine, and then I show my, my daughter-in-law, and she goes, oh, my God, that's a $2,000 bottle of wine. I go, Nellie didn't pay 2000 for this wine. No way. Go to open this, you know, 2000 or 197. I mean, he's got weird stuff. Corks just fall apart. And, you know, how did we get on this subject? I have no idea how I get on. <laughs> We're talking about San Diego. <laughs> Sean's going, of which, of which <laughs> Nelly has no connection to. That's true. They didn't do a memorial after he died. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So here's Craig. He's kind enough to join us in the midst of an eight game homestand from the Milwaukee Bucks. And I'm talking about Nelly's cork. <laughs> I think you said something. You made fun of my headset, and I'm showing you. I got other stuff going on, but so now, the, now the Beats headsets uh, that you that nobody can see that you showed me are, are, is that what you're wearing? No, I am wearing. Um, do you have you have do you have your Radio Shack headsets on? These are these are Sure S H U R E, not a sponsor, oh, but they that, these are the top line, baby. Now. Uh, where, what Radio Shack store is still open that you got those? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I broke these. I break everything. So I, I break the headset and I go to Guitar World. They sell microphones, you know, because people like to amplify their own guitar music on. Anyway, so I go there and I say, dude, these broke. Can I get a discount on any? And the guy goes, we don't sell those here. And I said, I am absolutely 100% sure I got them here. And he goes, dude, show me your receipt. And I don't have any. He goes, you got them online, Amazon. Maybe that's where I got these. And they're broken, <laughs> which, you know, might have led to the faulty audio that we're getting that we got last week. Although now I got to tell you, this week's clear as a bell. I, you've cleaned up your act. Well, that's, you know, I've, I've had time to do that. So I, I even shaved for you. So 
you know, poor <laughs> folks don't get the video feed like I do. But back to baseball. So there's no small market. The Padres are leading the league in way out there. And, you know, they took Darvish off the Cubs' hands. And somehow we're going to segue this back to Milwaukee Brewer baseball, buddy. Because everybody, some of my listeners love San Diego. I, I Now, you didn't listen to my last podcast I did solo. I got bored in Chicago. I had to, it was snow two feet. So somehow I got into my sister's eating habits when she was stealing food from her little brother. And my favorite San Diego guy actually listened and wants to meet my sister. It's pretty funny. Anyway, wow. Yeah. See, so you do have one listener. I, I, <laughs> I do have one listener and I, that's one more listener than I have sponsors. But I'm. For, I'm gonna That's because you. you're you're small market. I am no market, baby. <laughs> I, I'm still trying to get Kendrick. Um, I'd call him again today. I mean, the guy. Now it is Black History Month, and they did a lot on Jackie Robinson's stuff. So I understand, but I'm hopeful that I left a lengthy message. Maybe that isn't the way to go. Maybe I just go, "Hey, Jamie Rescue, friend of Craig Kishan, call me back." Instead. No. Of, you need a better name dropper than that. I, but we, we've talked about, it. I've been there. <clears throat> I was there uh, one time. I took a couple of brewer players in years ago to do a feature story uh, with them uh, going in. It was, it's the greatest experience ever. And Bob was uh, really kind to us. And, and I'm sure that you bring up a good point. It's black history month. And, and really I'm sure he's, um, uh, up to his eyebrows and stuff, but I'd be shocked if he didn't come on with you, you know, in the month of March, maybe get ready for baseball and stuff. It'd be a great get on your part. That's for sure. Uh, it would be. And Jeff Adelson was great. You know, they wanted to talk about uh, his, his book with, uh, with his, the book that I've talked about with uh, Gene Fruth. Great book. And uh, we're going to be heading down to Baxter Springs for opening day of Baxter Springs Baseball uh, with Jeff Idelson and Gene Fruth and uh, my good buddy Metcalf, whose dad is the king of Route 66 Baseball. But somehow I digressed. <laughs> that's that's like you're teasing your audience for future shows. I want Stay to go back tuned. To, for- I, I want to go back to your experience with the Negro League Museum. And you said it was the greatest. I assume... You're forgetting when you met me. (laughs) (laughs) That, uh, let me think of that day. Let me think long and hard. Let me get back to you on that day. Oh, God. All right. Oh, that's funny. So are the Brewers, I mean, they look pretty bad on paper, but I'm sure you have a brighter side to point out. I've got a lot of bright sides, but, I mean, we we haven't done a show since since Colton Wong signed. Um, That was a... Dude, that was um, that was another out of nowhere signing. I mean, you got a you got the last two years Gold Glover at second base. Um, you shored up. I'm just talking strictly from the Brewer standpoint. Uh, this 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 really um, grows a lot of branches to it because second base was has been defensively has just not been good for Milwaukee with um, Keston Hira over there, uh, the young kid who can he can really hit the ball. But he's had a he just defensively is not there, sir. So they had a hole at first base. So now they're going to move here to first and just okay. hope you know catch the ball, do your thing. How tall and, is he? And um, 
and then hit, you know, and then Colton Wong is at second. And then you have um, Orlando Arcia, who's a, a very, very good shortstop. So now couple this, you bring now Lorenzo Kane opted out of the shortened year. Now he's back in center field. So think of your up the middle defense for a pitching staff, which should be pretty good, should be is definitely the strength of the Brewers right now. You've somehow had Major League Baseball is going to deaden the baseball. I want to talk so, about that. So, I mean, think about how all of a sudden these things are starting to match up for a team that that was very poor defensively during the shortened season last year. Um, its pitching staff uh, developed over time into a, a very good pitching staff. Um, and and now you've shored up your defense. Your pitching staff hopefully is that much better. And, and now you've got the ball playing even more so into the pitcher's favor right now if it wasn't you know, if the pitchers weren't already dominant in this game and it's going to be really interesting to see if the stars align with what I'm talking about here, but this is what the, this is what the team has assembled at this point. So, um, so I, I think that's going to be a very, very uh, interesting thing to watch. Um, is there a lot of excitement to think there's going to be a lot, a lot of ground balls or, or whatever, but um um, there's going to be a lot of strikeouts with this staff too. So it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a different approach. That's for sure. Well, you say up the middle, your defense is good, but <clears throat> who's catching? You don't have a real catcher. Well, we have five catchers to choose from. So, um, we're, we don't have an all-star catcher. That's for sure. Uh, Omar Nabaez is, is returning. He had a very disappointing year last year. Manny Pena is there. He's getting older, and and Luke uh, uh, Molly is is been signed as well. Those are probably your top three, but I mean they don't. Uh, you know, it, I don't know how they're going to use these guys yet, but I think Omar is definitely going to get you know the early looks. Yeah, and and he had flashes of mediocrity. I mean, he could actually look at the two thirty hitter with an average arm. He, he was he was just not good last year, no. uh, but it was his first year in Milwaukee and it was pandemic time. And he was a very serviceable catcher prior to that with Seattle. So um, I, I would say catching is not going to be our our strength at this point. And and right now, the the only hold to fill for the Brewers right now is still third base. And right now there it's going to be a, a testing system and they're bringing back Travis Shaw to a minor league deal and giving him another chance. Um, but unless they, you know, unless they get a guy like a Jed Jerko back, um, but I'm not, I'm just not sure they're viewing him to be playing every day over there. I, I don't know. It could have... end up being a platoon, but outside of that, honestly, um, this team should be rather competitive. And, and I, I know, Jamie, that a lot of the uh, early predictions are starting to come out this week. Um, you know, all the prognosticators, because spring training is now officially underway. And they've, they've got the Brewers right there in the central with everybody else. Well, they've been smoking a little legalized marijuana because. Come on, man. <laughs> it's just, you know, they got as much chance. I'm going to buy you a one-way ticket to San Diego <laughs> if you keep this up. They have as good a chance as the Cubs. I'll say that. So we can go hand-in-hand, battle-for-battle on the Cubs. But the, uh, the, the Brewers, number one, I thought they were going to get Justin Turner. I thought that was a done deal. I even 
texted you, great signing. And then all of a sudden he's with the Dodgers. So what did I miss? Well, um, uh, I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty simple. He's from, he's from LA. He's been playing for the Dodgers and he's a SoCal guy and the Dodgers matched the Brewers offer. I mean, it was, it was honestly, it was that simple. Um, I was, I was, I was surprised the Brewers offered him what they did. Um, it was, uh, it it was a bold, smart move. And, and if he takes it, Hey, you're going to welcome that guy with open arms. Um, but it was, um, but it was simply, I'm going to match that deal. And we're, and if it's him, if he's a lifer, why, why would you move to Milwaukee all of a sudden for the same that you could be still making at home? Well, I mean, Harvey Keene did. Uh, you know, there are a lot of guys that moved to Milwaukee because Harvey's from Wisconsin, though. It's a great town. You know, you're always trying to come up with these little nuances. That would have been a great offseason. And he was a former Badger baseball player. You can't say that about anybody right now. On Wisconsin. I keep seeing your tweets about Badger this, Bucks that. Stick to baseball on the lighter side, dude. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So you have to make a living. Who cares? Besides your lovely wife. Some of us aren't retired. (laughs) Boy, and, and you told me I had business acumen. That uh, that I don't think so. But anyway, I do have a calculator. Uh, Turner would have been a good signing. Jerko is a no-brainer. They had a signed Jerko. I don't understand why they don't like him. They had him last year. The guy can hit a few dingers. And I think with Kane and Yelich, um, is Braun going to sign? But everybody's going back to the where they came from. I assume. Bruce. No, I, I don't. I, I would be after, very surprised at this point if, if he came back to play. I think um, I know that he's staying in shape, but um, he's uh, he actually said last week when he was contacted that right now um, his plan is to uh, be with his family. And that's what he's been doing. Um, he said he's been staying in shape and. I don't think he comes back unless there's a DH. Um, but you know what? Here's the thing. There's not a DH right now. And if it's there's going to be a DH, it's going to be probably at the 11th hour before opening day. And if you want to be a competitive team, you better have your team ready to go, like starting now for all of this stuff. Like who, who can do that? And the Brewers have already um, – already made their moves to make sure that they're covered. If, if there's a DH there, they don't want one guy doing it anyway, cause they move so many guys around, but um, can't want play third base. I well, mean, I don't I, think they want him to because who's going to play second base. Hulahari, uh, whatever the guy's name. No, is. but they, they, he's not a good defender. So they, he needs to be at first. So that's where Braun goes, but you know, here's the other thing Ronnie back to play first base. If you, if you have a DH, um, Hira can play that DH spot too. So I don't think there's any doubt. And I don't know why I say this. I have zero contact with anybody. And I'm telling you that there'll be a DH in both leagues before the first pitch. And the expanded playoffs from last year will be right back here again, even though right now they're, you know, the, players association is warming up for the strike next year. But, um, I think, I think that'll happen. I don't want it to happen. I just want baseball 162 games. The NFL 
pretty much showed you can have 32 teams in 32 different towns training in 32 different places and stay outdoors and you're not going to have a lot of COVID problem. They all figured out how to, how to do that. And I think, look at the difference between, oh my God, the NBA stopped playing. So Major League Baseball shuts it down, sends you home. You don't get to stick around uh, Marysville or whatever it's called. And now I saw, you know, videos of the uh, Arizona. Nobody's even got a mask on in the field. They're just, except the only guy with a mask on is dead man walking. Grizzly, send back my T-bone, Larusa. The guy, the White Sox, <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying to say, oh, Tony's going to be great. He's really enthusiastic. They did an interview with him yesterday, and I'm telling you what, he's one step from a coma. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, one I, step from a that, coma. I, I'm going to have to start taking notes on your rants, so I can I can I can go back and comment on on each one of those. But but I will say this: um, I, I I do agree with you that that you know the whole DH thing and the expanded playoffs. I, I'm telling you, it was it's just like last year. Um, they're they're trying to fly on the adjust, and I quite frankly. Don't think it bothers anybody who's playing the game right now about adjusting on. I think they're all, quite frankly, very happy to be there right now and still um, still getting paid, still playing a game they love, participating in a game they love right now. And, and I think if you're part of that, why in the world wouldn't you just, you know, take a few major things that, that don't have to be settled in February or January and, and settle them up at, at a later date. I think the DH thing is a little suspect right now. I think it, I think, you know, I think the player side missed an opportunity during the off season to negotiate another player on a major league roster right. by doing that. Um, but I'm telling you right now, Jamie, at some point you're going to ask in spring training, your frontline pitchers, to step in the batter's box and be ready to hit. And I'm telling you right now, there, there shouldn't be doing that um, if they really think there's going to be a DH announced on March 31st for opening day, April 1st. They shouldn't be putting these guys in the batting box 10 days ahead and risking anything injury-wise. So that, to me, that, that needs to be settled up way beforehand, even though I'm not sure it will. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um... That's a great point. Great point. That I mean, if they're going to be, the, if they're going to take the bat for 162 games, they have to be ready to do something for you offensively. Your your few pitchers who can hit got to be able to hit. Uh, your few pitchers who can bunt got to be able to bunt. I mean, they're still part of the offense. You can't just scratch them off. No one's going to do that if they're if they're part of the game. No, that's true, and and. You know, on the, on the one hand, you know, it free it gives you at least two easy outs, generally speaking. If you're yeah, I know yeah pitcher, and so um, I don't know why they're going to hold off as long as they are. And you raise a good point. Let's have the rules set. The same with playoffs. I mean, like last year. Oh, you know what? Great idea. We can make a little more money. Let's have sixteen teams in the playoffs. I'm fine with that. I you know. I don't care. Just get the rules set so everybody knows what it what it's at, what it's going to be. 
and and go from there. But um, there are a couple other things that I think are interesting. Trevor Bauer talking about how 70% of the pitchers load up the baseball and then the major league admitting that they're jacking with the baseball, that they are, you know, deadening the ball, loosening the string, doing whatever it takes to manipulate the flight of the ball. And, and I'm curious what your thoughts are on what that does to the pitcher. In fact, are their balls going to not break as much? Are they going to have more trouble with the cutter? The weight's going to be different, and it's going to be – nobody's talked about this. First time ever this issue is addressed. It's like what I do. You know, the, the, the ball's flying out. Look at the bats, not the balls. Now they're going to try to deaden the deal. What's that do to a pitcher? Well, it's a it's a really interesting point because um, I I am not a, a technician when it comes to um, how how this ball is physically being thrown. But you've I, heard I am here my beats. I know. I talk about technical. But you you've heard uh, the spin rate of a baseball more in the last year or two actually being openly talked about, um, and and how many times. And in, in what ways pitchers can get the ball to actually spin, and, and then they gain control of that to throw uh, change-up sliders, maybe a better cutter, and and those are the things that still need to be tested with this new baseball. How much how much can baseball really mess with what you just talked about with string or or however the makeup of the ball really is? What does it really need to add more weight to a baseball. Uh, what, what is the weight? Is everything in the, in the core of the baseball and everything on the outside is the same? I mean, you know, from a technician standpoint, these guys have been working on this harder probably than ever to try to, to change pitchers and to make them more effective. So, you know, um, we talked to Craig Council yesterday, the Brewers manager, and he was asked that question uh, about the new baseball. And he's, he flat out said, we haven't done anything yet with it. We're, this is where we start. So he said, I, I, I really don't know how to answer that until your pitchers go out there and have to use the baseball now. And what's the result once the ball's put in play? You know, I, it, it's, it's going to be something to watch, I think. But then again, it may be nothing. Yeah, it might be. And You know, it may be nothing. What is fascinating to me is that over the last i don't know 50 years the baseball not only have they changed manufacturing companies you know they had wilson they had rawlings they had a couple other companies get in but never has baseball honed up to the fact that they're jacking with the the seams or they're jacking with the tightness that the people in the dominican or wherever they're make costa rica now wherever they're making it um but all of a sudden this year, they say, oh, yeah, we're going to tinker with that. And it's going to be an eighth of an ounce lighter. It's, it's They're lightening it as a result of not having as much thread on the first layer of the ball inside, if you cut it open, I guess. And I am totally, when I, my physics grade in college was like my, my grade in Spanish and like my grade in chemistry. <laughs> we won't get into my... But anyway, I don't get I don't get why they're all of a sudden coming out with it. Um, 
are they paranoid that somebody would find out and blow their deal? I mean, let's talk about the mud that they use or the, you know. If well, you... they never they never said where the mud was for the longest time either. Right. And and, and who and who is who is bringing it to them? Where they were getting it? And what what was it? Um, I've done some mud stories in my days, and and there hasn't been much explanation other than this is mud and. This is the guy who gets the balls ready before the game, the 12 dozen balls they use. And it's like from a river, a riverbed in Mississippi or something like that, where the mud's supposedly now. Mississippi, New Jersey, wherever there's a muddy river. I like it. <laughs> the guy's rubbing up. I could do that job. I could rub. Boy, would that be a monot? I mean, that'd be worse than picking up peanut shells in the ballpark is rubbing up baseballs. You, you, you just wouldn't want to say uh, what your title was too many times out loud. Mudcat. Grant. No. <laughs> so the Bauer bullshit. Now, last podcast that you weren't on, but I was doing this is a family show, show by the way. Sorry. <laughs> the guy is my one listener does have a family. That's true. <laughs> the uh the pine tar that pitchers put on their hat that everybody sees, and then it gets mixed with a little rosin. Because, you know, on the bill of their cap, last year, every year, I mean, from Jake Peavy to you name it, guys have stuff, I almost said something that wasn't family-oriented, on the bill of their cap, and it's so obvious. And now Trevor Bauer is saying 70% of the pitchers use that to get a better grip to improve the spin rate. What do you think? I would have to agree with them. I mean, but it's it's – it's, but it's but it's not weird because it's not new. I mean, these guys have been these guys have had all these tricks up their sleeve. I think I think or their belt, their sleeve, uh, their wrist, their hat, the back of their hat, um, their hair. I mean, you see guys going out there. I get I get people sweat. Don't don't get me wrong. But you get, you get guys that go out there starting pitchers who are their entire head and shoulders and upper jerseys are drenched before they even throw a first pitch. Right. I mean, there's something up to all of that. It, yeah. It's, it's whatever, whatever trick works. And, and I know this with, without putting this picture out there by name, when, when this person that told me this story, this former major league pitcher, he said on, on cold days, when you're playing in, in April, in these cold cities, he said, if you didn't use a little pine tar on the baseball to have control the ball to pitch, he said, we were to kill two or three players. That ball would have wound up in their, in their mouth, down their throat, through their heart. He said, we use pine tar so, so we could direct the ball. Right. And he said, hey, if they put it in play, they put it in play. It wasn't necessarily to get strikeouts all the time it was it was so i'm a control pitcher to have my control and to not murder these guys so there's right. that and you if, know? I, if i said that's no bs i wouldn't be talking about his initials <laughs> i don't want <laughs> you to throw anybody under the bus no there's no initial relation to that oh that's good that's good yeah uh, there were other brewers that used to talk about greenies in the locker room and outfielders that just would talk to guys like me sitting on the bench during batting practice. I won't name his name either. Or I thought there were Cubs that told you the greenies stories. Weren't those no, Cubs the and Cubs, White Sox? The Cubs just stay by the rules, dude. 
They don't oh. up the ball. They don't do anything wrong. They don't ingest things. And, that's uh, good to know. That's good to know. So let's talk about uh, what else you want to talk about. Do you want to talk about Because here's the other thing. No. Okay. So here, here's what I want to do because I had, I had my, not because we don't do this every week. I've had my turn kind of talking about the brewers a little bit and what I thought a key or two was. And since we're, we're obviously still division rivals, I, I want to know what your take is and maybe a, a point or two on the Cubs, since we're going to be facing each other 19 times and, and then we'll rat on the Cardinals after that, maybe. Oh man, the Cardinals are a force to be reckoned with. And I want to also go down uh, the list of teams that were in the playoffs last year and get your opinion on whether you think they'll be in the playoffs this year. So we'll, so we've got 16 teams from last year. We'll go through those quickly in a little while and we'll see if Craig Kishan thinks there's anybody that's not, that's definitely not going to repeat in the playoff format, but um, I'm glad you asked about the Cubs. They have no talent in the, in their pitching staff where you say the Brewers have, that's their strength. And I would agree with you on the bullpen side of that deal. I don't know how anybody competes with the Brewers, but didn't you guys let Pomerantz go? Wasn't that one guy that was with the, uh, that was two years ago. And, and Trent Grisham, wasn't he with you guys? Yes. So they're two guys that the Padres are counting on for the next. Now, I'm not, you seem to think I'm swinging over to being a big Padres guy. Now, they do wrap bacon around the hot dogs before games and cook them. It smells pretty good. But, again, we'll get into food. I'd take one of those right now. I'm kind of hungry, too. Uh, but the Cubs... As I said, so wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> I asked you about the Cubs and you brought up two names from two years ago for the Brewers that barely played on our team in the second half of the year. And then you said, aren't they with the Padres now? How, what's that got to do with the Cubs? Well, and didn't the guy that got the race to game six of the World Series, wasn't that guy a uh, Brewer? And a Coyle, the, the guy that got that hit in the, with two out in the ninth inning. Um, Which was, what are we talking about now? Now you're now you're dialing too much in on me in this morning. The Rays, the World Series, and the guy from the uh, from the Brewers oh yeah past that got the most exciting hit of the year. Yes, I'll think of his name later. And he was with Dang Nabbit. And I love the guy. He's got great speed, and he was with the Royals for a while, and then he ends up with the Rays, like everybody else. Anyway, let's talk about the Cubs. You know. The problem right now is Theo left all his dirty laundry in Jed Hoyer's locker and it stinks. And I'm not sure Hoyer is the whiz that, you know, they should have signed Dombrowski. If they get Dombrowski, they got a little better opportunity, but he went to the Phillies by way of Nashville. You notice how indirect that can be. So you got Rizzo at first and you got Bryant over at third wondering where he's going to play this year. But the way things have unfolded with the Cardinals getting Arenado, there's really no place for Bryant to want to go to play third base right now. So he's going to be a free agent next year, probably. Why they don't sign Bryant, Baez, they don't have a second baseman. So they're going to be hurting. They got Nico, Nico, Nico at second base. And they got Contreras, and they're dangling Contreras around as trade bait, too. So everybody that the Cubs count on for this next year has been dangled out there because Ricketts can't afford 
Baez, Bryant, and Contreras to do a long-term Tatis kind of deal with. So let me ask you real quick, out of those players, and and I mean, let's face it, that's the core, that's the core of the team position-wise. Who do you who do you sign? Who if you did one, maybe two, who do you who do you need to keep on that team to keep them competitive because of of the value inside or outside of the locker room? No brainer. The left side of the infield. Bias and Bryant. And in terms of Contreras, they got a pretty good kid coming up. I think it's Amaya in the uh, in the minor leagues. They signed another. They they drafted a kid. And they got some Dominican international players that I think will be good. So I would keep by you. You gotta keep Bias and Bryant. Bryant's gonna have a he's gonna have a comeback year. It's not gonna be like last year. And so um, their their biggest they got Hayward. And I, I love Jay Hay. I, you know, you can say what you want about his salary, but forget the salary. The guy's a gold glover. He gets clutch hits, and he's into the game. And he and Arietta, I think getting Arietta is a good move just from waking Ross up from his sleep from 2020. The guy was trying to become uh, ambassador to Quan or something. I mean, Ross just sort of <laughs> – drifted through the year and even he admitted that he's not going to be like that this year they need the fire that ross had they need the fire from arietta uh they got rid of pick off lester which i think is great get you know john did a great job as a hero goodbye so and i like the signing of jack peterson but i'm telling you what craig it's a no-brainer get on the phone and signed Jackie Bradley Jr. to center field. They've never had a leadoff guy since Fowler. Sign him, and you're back in contention. They're not going to do that. You know, you don't even hear their name rumored. But it's it's a it's a no-brainer. And then call up Sammy Solis, who Martinez tried to ruin his arm, and sign him as your left-handed reliever. The Cubs starting pitching, if you put Arietta out of, out of the loop, None of the, the top three can't throw the ball over 88. You know, you got Kyle Hendricks, who compared to Greg Maddox, still got a little ways to go with that. You got Alec Mills, who's wondering if he's going to be able to beat out Trevor Williams, which came over from, I guess, the Pirates. And then you got Zach. You tell me about Zach. I, I like Zach, but is he a guy that can throw 200 innings? Oh, yeah, I think so for sure, uh, Zach. I mean, it, it's um, – I mean, he, he's, he's always been steady, let's put it that way, and he, he hasn't had a lot of injury uh, issues at all. I mean, he's, he's in the prime, prime of his career. Um, I, I thought it was interesting um, with the transition he made to San Diego when they were still trying to put their staff together in the match – that he is with the Cubs right now of a lot of the pitchers that you just mentioned. I mean, right now you're not the hard throwing staff at all. And he fits in that now is the philosophy to throw out the same guy every five days, or is there connect come back to bite you? You know, do you need, you know, maybe two in a row and then a hard thrower uh, and then bring back a soft thrower. But you know what? If you're in control of your pitches, um, 
who knows? I mean, Alec Mills threw a, a freaking no hitter against us last year. Right. And he, what, what do you think his fastball topped out at? Did it get to 91? Did it get to 90 even? I mean, see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so if that's there, so I, there's, there's a certain philosophy I think that is, is been growing and building with pitching staffs and either you're going to have a mix it up pitching staff, or you're going to try to put a staff together like right now, there there could be some teams, and I'm not I'm I'm not pretending to to research this, but there could be some teams who just say, you know what, I want five of the hardest thrown guys, and I want to put them out there every day, and I want as many strikeouts as I can, and they're only going to go four or five innings, but I've got 12, 14 guys in the bullpen or whatever it is, and I'm gonna we're gonna just make it up that way, and that's what we're going to do because our offense is great and we can make up for it. I mean. It depends upon the makeup. Your offense is certainly not bad with the Cubs. Well, it's so, you know, they got, they, and they're young and and they've got the track record other than last year when they all laid an egg. But you go to um, you've got to be mistake free. You know, Alec Mills cannot make a mistake because it's BP. If you throw a thigh high fastball at eighty seven, uh, and, and a guy. It's going to catch up to that dead ball or no dead ball. It's going to go out of Wrigley. Same with, you know, Hendricks doesn't make many mistakes and he's got a really good track record. Davies, I think will probably learn more from Hendricks. Uh, and I think that, but you, the point you raise is great. You gotta have somebody that can throw 95 on Tuesday to have Zach Davies effective on Wednesday. And you can't parade out Davies mills, Arietta and then um, uh, Kyle. I think you got to mix it up, and then their bullpen. Holy crap, Ola! <laughs> there, you almost said it again. I almost <laughs> did. I mean, talk about Theo leaving with a, a, a gigantic, you know what, in the toilet bowl. Kimbrel, that guy. He may have a great spring. He kind of had an okay September. But I'm telling you what, he's two home runs away from needing psychiatric care. The guy's just not mentally able to do it right now. And so they got rid of Morrow, the guy that Theo paid $30 million over the course of three years. And he pitched a couple times and, you know, blamed Madden for pitching him too much. And then of that, they re-signed Pedro Strope, who I love. But I mean... This is going to be a year to eat hot dogs and drink beer and watch the Brewers kick the Cubs' butt. You heard it here. Now, the Cardinals are, I mean, they've got to lay an egg to lose the division. I mean, they got the pitching, you know, Wainwright's back, Molina's back, and yeah, they're old, but they're friggin', I'll take Molina 10 years from now. And, and even just to be the manager on the field, while Schilte or whatever his name, I, I can never remember his name or the Braves guy. You know, both good managers, but Schilte, Schutte, Shacky, whatever their names are. And then you go out and you get Nolan Arenado, the, probably the best player in baseball. And um, to bat in back of uh, Goldschmidt, Ole Baloney, and you got Flaherty, and you got Wainwright, and I don't know who else. And then you know, their bullpen is whatever it is. I mean, Rosenthal's, he just signed. Yeah. We should be relief pitchers or lefties or both. Why doesn't anybody sign Sammy Solis? I don't get it. 
Well, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, the whole, the whole lefty thing and longevity and stuff. Um, but he, he needs the right fit. That's for sure. But yeah. what Rosenthal get 11 million for one year with, with the A's yeah. with the A's. Yeah, they, lost, <laughs> they lost Liam Hendricks. Now the White Sox are another team that really, you know, has thrown it all out there. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a fun year. I'm pumped up. I mean, I just hope it's 162 games. And that brings me to my, I want to talk about two more things. You got time. I know you do. You're barely working. <laughs> um, and let's do this in three and a half minutes. <laughs> okay. So tell me, you don't know what the conditions are going to be on the Bally sports network in terms of whether you're traveling with the team, staying home with the team, wearing a coat and tie, blah, blah, blah. What's the scoop. I don't think anything's going to change but the name. And um, I don't think there are any broadcasters at any level that are going to be traveling with their teams. Um, everything is going to be set up in what we call a world feed, uh, like we did, uh, like you saw in the bubble, like you saw for the NBA, and like you saw for the 60-gamer last year. So that's how we're getting by. So our, our hub broadcast area is basically going to be either – the studio or in baseball terms, it'll, it'll be uh, um, mostly Miller Park for all aspects of broadcasting TV and radio. So I, I think everyone's going to be in, in that boat. So I think that sucks, but here's an opening that I think might exist, might exist. And it's a tease. I'm wetting your appetite. We're not taking a break to come back to see what that opening is. I'll tell you um, in two more weeks, I get my second, vaccination and they give you a card a cdc card that confirms your date of birth and you're that doesn't have my picture on it my plan is to come to miller park be one of those 500 people that sneaks in uh and goes and sits with you for the game isn't that cool uh, i'll even wear a mask even though the statistics are that after one shot of moderna two weeks later you've got an efficacy which is a big word to 94%. So I can sit with you. I can make you, I can do your, I can be your stat guy, give you a few things, not that you need anything, but it would be more fun with you, me and Augie than just you and Augie sitting around and you're probably not even near Augie during the games, but we'll talk I about that the, later. Don't come in. I think Don't the first in. thing, <laughs> I think the first thing I do is send you to San Diego and we could zoom during a game first. Let's go Machado, another dog. Okay. Here are, here, relax, <laughs> relax. Pam's all right. So here are the eight So are we going through the playoff teams? Yeah, you ready? We can do this quick. Hey, this was not on the production call, just so everybody knows. Well, the production meeting, you know, you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Craig is the most punctual person I know. I mean, you are. So I like, felt late today. I was a minute late. <laughs> you were a minute late. Most of the guys that I'm fortunate enough to not not step up to the level of Craig, but guys, I'll send them a deal saying, Hey, you know, it's early, but I sent you the link and boom, they're on. I can tell you, I just look at the time. Craig is so punctual. Not a day you were, you were a minute late, but I, you know, for how much I pay you to do this with me. Yes. Very good point. <laughs> Thank you. I might be later and later next time. Hey, with my second, I get my second shot and I've waived all my rights under HIPAA. I get my second shot if they have that on March 9th. Which, nice. 
will coincide with the trip to Milwaukee and to Wards. And, you know, I'll take a risk. And I'll, I'll even wear a mask, as they say, whatever. But we'll drink a couple bottles of wine and, uh, you know. We'll I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And so here we go. You ready? Let sure. Let me just recap. <laughs> I couldn't be more ready. <laughs> we are here, here are my notes. Here are my notes. <laughs> so I like to catch Craig off base because he's a consummate professional and he missed our production meeting. So here we go. These are the teams that were in it last year. So as I go through these, you can cerebrally decide what you think. Okay. The Dodgers, the Reds, the Braves, the Cubs, Marlins, Brewers, Padres, and Cardinals. Okay. 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 Dodgers. I mean, is there a way they wouldn't be in the playoffs? No, there's just no, I mean, of course they will. They're, I mean, they're, they're the champs and, and they have done nothing to take that away. I mean, they, they, they weren't the LA Lakers when they won the championship and uh, several key guys left that team. It, that's not how it works with them over there. So they're, they are a lock and they are clearly the team to beat. Um, who didn't pitch for them last year that came over from Boston? Price. David no. Price. Yeah. Price price. Yeah. I mean, think about that. He wasn't even a part of their world series. We covered short. that in the production <laughs> meeting, dude. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you. Why aren't all teams like the, you know, the Royals, they win the world series and then they go South. The Cubs win the World Series and they go south. Why? Why do the Dodgers continue to try to be like the Green Bay Packers? They don't rest on their laurels. Now you might argue with that. I, I no. I mean, it, it's it's a really good point. What makes what makes not just teams, but I, I like to <clears throat> to me a team is whoever that that team is this year. A franchise is different. The, the Yankees have had this winning franchise that we all know. The Dodgers have had a winning franchise. The Packers have had a winning franchise. The Cardinals have had a winning franchise. The Lakers have had a winning franchise over the course of their existence. And, and those are the ones that have stuff. I mean, it's incredible that just those teams at all that we're talking about, how They've been pretty much year in and year out, maybe missed part of a decade every now and again. But I mean, we're talking about, you know, 100 years of football and 75 years of basketball and, you know, over 100 years of baseball, that type of thing. How these how these teams do it. But, you know, they have figured out a way because to me, there's always a commitment at the very top. If you have the right ownership and then and then whoever you're hiring from a GM type president of baseball operations, it's, it's all who they've assembled and philosophies and stuff. And I, I don't know how to describe it any more simpler than that, but to me, it's the same way in business. You know, why are there, why are there very few over the time of, of your life, successful businesses. And for the most part there, there aren't, you know, yeah. who's running. Well, the who's running. The franchises you listed have never uttered the word rebuild, never no. uttered the word no. rebuild. And it's no. not in their constitution to do that. And, no. and they succeed. And given the amount of baseball that uh, the money is generated, they all should be doing that. But 
the next team is a team not like that, who used to be like that, had that um, reputation, but now, you know, I don't get it. The Reds, you know, they were going up. Now they're kind of going down. Well, the the Reds is an easy answer. They went for it last year, um, but they they didn't go for it just because of the 60-gamer. They went for it going into the, you know, assuming we were playing a full season last year. They just flat out went for it. And, and then the, you know, pandemic hit and things weren't working out for them anyway. So, you know, when you go for it though, Jamie, you're not building anything. The only thing you're trying to do is, is create a a sudden championship. And so, you know, no, they're out. The uh, Braves, they repeat, don't they? I mean, they come back not as good as they were, but they've assigned them Marcelo Zuna. That was a good move. Yes, uh, I like for the sure. Uh, the yeah. dedication to continuing to get better. Um, the Cubs, we've talked about them. The Marlins, do they have a prayer? Boy, uh, I don't. I don't think so. Over 162 games. Um, I, I honestly, I'm not sure that they've done anything that would qualify them to say that they've improved their team at this point. Um, but, you know, they figured out a way to do something last year that was even more odd. And that was to play 60 games in, in like 40 days yeah. because they, you know, they missed their, they missed so much at the very beginning because of the pandemic and all the stuff they were going through. I don't know how you can qualify them as a contender uh, over, over a, a real regular season at this point. Yeah, I totally agree. In fact, I, I don't think I could still, after they were in the playoffs, Name anybody on their team uh, yeah. other than uh, Mattingly and Jeter, and uh, yeah, they both would probably improve the team if they suited up. They probably would. <laughs> and yeah, we've talked about the Brewers. We've talked about the Padres. The Brewers, the Padres will definitely get in the playoffs. The Cardinals will definitely get in the playoffs. Do you have more faith in the Brewers than I do in the Cubs? Brewers get in the playoffs. No, I mean I, I, I think. In this expanded level we're talking about, I think I think both teams will have a very good shot. I really do. I think the playoffs, from what I've heard too, is probably not going to be 16. It's going to be 14. So maybe just taking those couple of teams we said no from the National League side, I think the other ones that we're talking about now that were in should be in. I think they've I think they've all put themselves in the same position. And that's to to compete and be competitive. I mean, there there's talent on all those teams we're talking about. Okay, quickly the American League because I know you study the American League very. Yeah, I may need help on that because uh, you know we're gonna have interleague play. We got the Rays. They're gonna they're they're the question mark. Uh, the ones I don't think are the question mark. I think the White Sox get in. The Yankees, the Astros. Other than that, man, I can't. Let me tell you who was in the Rays, the White Sox, the Twins, Yankees, Astros, Jays, Athletics, and Indians. It's hard. It's hard to say that they're they're all aren't going to be even better in, in a lot of those cases. To be honest with you, I mean, I, I don't know. And I'm not. I, I and you can never count out the Rays. I, I saw. Gosh darn it! I should have. I should have written it down today. Um, was it Snell, their starting pitcher? Yes. And so, and so he gets traded away right after the World Series. And I think they could have signed him to like a $15 million contract. And instead of doing that, they trade him away. And then they get 
four either starting pitchers or relief pitchers. I think they were all pitchers that they signed for the same amount of money that all have big league experience and success than they could have just to give them that one year deal. So they never count them out. They've, you know, there's always going to be one team that patches it together. And of course they'll always lead in that category. That's for sure. And, and the White Sox, the twins, I, again, I, you know, I guess Nelly Cruz went back there and all of a sudden they're all pumped up. He did. And I think they signed a couple of pretty decent pitchers too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, again, I don't have them in front of me because my paper's blank, but um, <laughs> they, they should be good actually. I mean, they, they were pretty good last year. Yeah. The athletics seem to be like the Rays and the uh, Indians. I, the the American League definitely seems less powerful than the National League. I mean, they're not as sexy. I, I would agree. You know, if that that's that term is used a lot in broadcasting, um, even on family shows. So you're okay to use that. So <laughs> I, I want to leave you because last time we talked about the Brewers, and I tried to get <clears throat> a little bit into the history of the Braves. And some of the players, the African-American Negro League guys, uh, Bruton, Aaron, those guys that bridge the gap. But I'll finish our show today with a name that I'm sure you're familiar with by the name of Sam Jethro. Have you heard of Sam? The Jet Jethro. I, I believe I've heard of Sam Jethro, but I'll leave, I'll leave you to provide the historical aspect. So Sam the Jet Jethro was named the Jet because of his speed. Uh, he was Rookie of the Year one year when he signed with the we signed with the Dodgers, but he came up with the Boston Braves, who then became the Milwaukee Braves. So he broke the color barrier for your Braves organization that used to hang out in Milwaukee. How about that? Sam wow, the Jet. Um, his fifty-two tops card. Now, here's a guy that I'd never heard of until the day when I was somehow I got onto this. His 1952 baseball card with tops in not mint, but an eight out of 10, 4,200 bucks. Wow. Yeah, I got to go. That's impressive. That's, that's, um, you're, you're giving me hope that you will not be shipped off to San Diego anytime soon now. I'm not going anywhere, buddy. I'm sticking with the, <laughs> I'm sticking with the sausage capital. I'm not, you know, I'm not disappointed with, with your buddy Aaron Rodgers' performance in the NFC Championship game, but I am disappointed with, with the Chiefs' performance in the Super Bowl. I can't even, we well, can't even get into that. You know? I, I all I all I have is this to say. Uh, the Packers were pretty good and the Chiefs were pretty good, but were the Buccaneers that much better because they aligned, absolutely destroyed both the Chiefs and the Packers. And, and I'm just going to myself, how is that possible? Well, it, I, I just don't believe the Buccaneers and Tom Brady are that freaking good. Let me throw support to your theory. The Chicago Bears, led by Mitch Trubisky, beat the Buccaneers. And Tom yeah. Brady walked off the field not realizing that he had used up all four downs in the last possession. I mean, 
My theory is I don't know about the I don't know what happened to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers because none of us do it. We I mean that was like that was not the same team any of us had, been, had seen in two years, as a matter of fact. And they you know they've lost some games, but not like that. Well, they had fans in the stands for the first time, right? That could have hurt. They, they did. They did have. I don't know what they had, but they did have fans in the stands for that game. Yeah. Now, and I don't like to scream and cry, although I do with the umpiring. And I, I did, you know, every, I always scream at the refs. They suck for a year. Nobody calls pass interference or defensive holding except sparingly. And now all of a sudden in the Super Bowl, these friggin' refs are throwing their flags in the first half until. You know, they get on the phone with the commissioner and he says, leave the goddamn, sorry, it's a family show. Leave, <laughs> leave the flag in your pocket and let them play football. Uh, it was, we, we saw that. So not, on the flip side, there were no flags thrown in the Buccaneers-Packers uh, NFC championship game until the very end. Yeah, you're exactly when, right. When they, when they needed a flag to, to keep the ball and then boom, it's over. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Tagliabue strikes. Glad we got that out. Roger Goodell. I I see. I don't even know who the commission is when there's not my, we did have a fun show. What are you going to do the rest of the day? Get ready for your job. I've got another, I've got another zoom in less than an hour and I've got uh, a meeting at three for the bucks game. And then uh, another bucks game tonight. Okay. Well, just remember this. I've got a, a, a Magnum or a big bottle of duckhorn wine that your buddy and mine had signed by the folks over in St. Croix one year. We're going to bring that to Wards, sit down with Brian and Mike and you and me, and we'll polish that puppy off, man. I just saw, I was just over there two days ago and uh, saw them and and told them that uh, you were on the push with the vaccine to get there. And so um, they're loosening their masks and they're ready for you. Well, and I'm hoping if I pay them enough money, they might claim to be a sponsor. You know, if I pay them 50 a month, I know it's a little more than I'm paying you. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) All right. You made the lighter side of baseball a lot more fun today, buddy. Uh, Good luck with your bucks tonight. We'll do. And uh, we will see you in Milwaukee. All right, pal. Be well. All right, buddy. You too.